to this week's episode of Auntie Please, where we are everything we want to be, nothing you want us to be, and so much more. I am Shia, and with me is... Islama. And today, we're going to talk about Deepavali. Happy Deepavali, everyone. Happy Diwali, everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hope y'all are having a good Diwali, wherever you guys are all around the world, and however you guys are celebrating. Um. Yeah, so we thought we'd start this off with a quick for those who don't know how the story of like Diwali came about and stuff um so this is my short version of what it is <laughs> and I had to do like a bit of research just so like I got the story right because I remember learning about it when I was younger but like yeah so there are actually like a few different versions of how the story of about why we celebrate Diwali and it's different across religions and like races and like different parts of like India as well but the one that I grew up with was basically um from the Ramayana epic so it goes like this it's basically yeah the Hindu epic Ramayana which is an ancient Sanskrit epic so basically, there was Prince Rama of Ayodhya and his wife Sita. They basically got exiled by Rama's stepmother. And and this was because the stepmother was jealous of Rama and because she wanted her own son to be the next king and not Rama. But Rama was there all ready to be king with his wife Sita and everything. So yeah, so she exiled him and Rama's dad pretty much just kind of did whatever the stepmom would say. And... Rama's brother, Lakshmana, or like Lakshman, followed Rama as well. So it was Rama, Sita, and Lakshman. They all, three of them were exiled together. And Lakshman went with him because like he's just loyal like that. Um, so yeah, so they all gone. <laughs> A few years into the exile, there was this random demon called Supernaka. And she tried to entice both Rama first, then Lakshman. And after both of them rejecting them. This demon showed her true demon form and Lakshman basically fought her and cut off her nose and ears. So then she went back, ran, went running back home and her brother was there and her brother was none other than Ravana who is the king, the demon king of Lanka. So... Ravan got mad and was like, oh, no, you didn't. And he basically went and, like, tried to get revenge. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> so he tried to go get revenge and he kidnapped Sita, which is Rama's wife. And then Rama and Lakshman, like, had to go find her and stuff. And they got some help from this army of, like, monkeys and bears um, who were also looking for her. And then old mate Hanuman was amongst this group. And, like, he also, like, came and helped out with his amazing powers. So it was basically, Hanuman was the one who found her. So Hanuman found Sita and came back to Rama where she was. So Rama, Lakshman, Hanuman and the whole army got together and they fought Ravan and they won. Rama killed Ravan and rescued Sita. And then they all returned to Ayodhya and they all celebrated. So them returning and like defeating this demon king was basically like a big, big, big celebration. And that's how, um, you know, people always refer to Diwali as the celebration of light over darkness and how it's, why it's also called like mm-hmm. the festival of lights because it's always lit. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much my, my version of the story and what I understood from it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, my dad used to tell us 
every single year for Diwali when we were kids because my brother and I would always forget and then we would always ask and he'd be like, come, come children, let me tell you the story. Like he loves telling me <laughs> stories because um, I'm like, I'm sure he grew up with it. So yeah, my, my mm. biggest summary when I tell anyone is always like, oh, it's a festival to celebrate um, light triumphing over darkness. Just so that it's like, it's something that kind of mm. everyone universally can understand um and also because i'm very scared to butcher the story and i don't want to butcher the story (laughs) so i just make it simple for everyone (laughs) what did you do this diwali did you celebrate it with your family i know you guys are still in cmc also i guess it's looking a bit different than it would normally yeah it um it is it was a bit weird um so like you could kind of tell there was like this covid cloud over everyone like everyone was a bit down and out and also like um, COVID, like, you know, indirectly affecting a bunch of things in, like, all of our personal lives. So, like, it was... I could tell, like, even amongst, like, ex- like other... Just other people, like, other friends and everything. Like, this, just the cloud over everyone. So, it wasn't as a... It wasn't as cheerful or exciting or, you know. And especially because, like, we normally go to my uncle's place, which is, like not in this state, it's in a different state, and now we can't do interstate travel. So, like, the, we couldn't get the whole family to be together, which was upsetting. Like, I managed to see most of yeah. my cousins, so that was, like, really nice seeing them. But, you know, it's not the whole jing-bang, it's not the usual. So that was a bit sad. Mm. But what we did do was, I spent my morning and af- early afternoon with my parents. We went out for lunch together and everything. So that was really nice. We had, um, we went to this place called the Lunkin Crab, which is supposed to be quite well-known around here. Um, and it was really good. The food was really, really good. We had the crab and, yeah, it was amazing. I took, <laughs> I got, like, um, tap out of the curry. I tap out the curry, basically, because there was, like, so much. We were very generous with it. Um, um, so I can't wait to, like, heat that up and eat it. Um, but, yeah, and then after that, I went over to a friend's place. Um, her family was celebrating and, like, we went over um, and it was really nice and and like because she could get her whole family together so it was nice to get that big family Mm -hmm. vibe going and like everyone was like having fun and it was just like classic brown family enjoyment and fun um so that was really nice to see and i actually i came home early like i had an early night i was home by like 8.39 and then I just knocked out but also because I had a few drinks um, <laughs> but it was really nice and then I came home I came home and like <laughs> talking about light over darkness I came home and the house was just dark like it was in pure darkness because my brother left and he forgot to leave a light on and I was just like did we get robbed or something that something happened <laughs> I was a bit scared and then I heard my dog and I was like Pino are you alright like are you okay all alone <laughs> Um, and then I just chill I chill with him for a bit and then like I usually don't bring him upstairs at night because then he'll come into our room and then like we can't get him out after that but I just let him stay the night like in my room with me um, you know it's my dog by the way for context just so it's her dog not a man it's my dog it's okay <laughs> um, but yeah and that was my Diwali what about you? What did you get up to? I had a picnic with friends. We had a Diwali potluck picnic at a park. It was really, really nice. Such good weather yesterday too. It was 21. So it was sunny 
And so when you're in the sun, it was warm. And then in the evening, it got colder, obviously. So it was, yeah, it was so nice. Just mm. potluck of different types of food. You know, we had like North Indian, South Indian, Malaysian Indian. Had like kangaroo rendang. We had sambar. There was dal. There was chicken curry. There was raita. Um, we had payasam. Mm-hmm. We had some mm, kesari. I remember payasam. I never liked payasam. Personally, initially. I actually... But now I'm okay with it. I actually don't like payasam, but my... Everyone else and my brother love biosum. I'm I'm unpopular opinion. I'm I'm de- yeah. I know my hot take. Biosum is weird. <laughs> Please don't fight me, okay? I know I have a weird I have weird taste buds, but I I'm like I'm definitely more of like a ladu or like a badam halwa bitch. You know, like yeah. Mm, I, halwa, I, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm definitely a ladu girl. Like I what's, used to, what's your favorite like hands down ladu? easiest. Okay. If it's like Indian sweets, then I would definitely say ladu. Like I will always gravitate to ladus. Like if you if there's a wedding and they have wedding favors that are ladus and like mm. you know when you're kids and you get seated on the table and for some reason adults you know diet culture whatever and they just refuse stick the ladu like no 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 I cannot sugar sugar and I will just collect yeah. all the ladus from the like tables all at the weddings and then by the time I get back home I have like a good ten my mom's just like can you stop hoarding ladus. Um, but to be honest, right, I actually am like, I actually bought Kue Lapis for the thing because I'm a Kue Lapis queen. If I had to choose between Ladu and Kue Lapis, Kue Lapis about to be on top. I'm just like... I actually, I don't know how I feel about Kue Lapis. Like, really? I haven't had it in a while, so maybe I like it now, but like growing up, I never really liked it. Yeah, I was obsessed such a with Kue Lapis. Staple. It was my shit. I think it's... the worst, I'm... No, you go, you go. No, you go. You go. <laughs> okay, I was just going to say, what a shitty Malaysian I am. <laughs> no, I and feel like... Sometimes it just feels so whitewashed. I feel like it depends, and like an embarrassment. Like, there's so little that I know um, about, like, what we do. Or, like, even like, when you talk about, like, Tamil songs and stuff, or, like, Hindi movies, yes. like, I know nothing. Mm. And I don't follow anything. I don't watch anything. Like, I just started listening to A.R. Rahman. I feel like that's a good place to start. <laughs> um, so. Dude, there are so many good to- there are so many good movies like there are so many good Bollywood Tollywood uh... someone was telling me about this movie called Three like Muna or in the, like oh Muna, yes yes like yeah three. Muna yeah yeah about like a guy with like bipolar disorder or something oh. you know, I think my cousin told me about it yeah and so I really want to check that out. I was like, oh, that'd be that'd be pretty cool to watch. I, think. I used to watch a lot of Tamil movies with my grandmother. She used to always say that I look like Tamil. Yeah. I don't. I disagree with her. I have no idea who that is. She's an Indian, an Indian pull up. She's a South Indian actress. She also is in a lot of like mm-hmm. Bollywood movies. Anyway, so yeah, my Diwali was really chill. I had a beautiful picnic with friends. I met so many cool people. It was just such a really lovely evening. Like we had such great chats. Like, and no one got like pissed drunk or anything like we all got tipsy Mm. drunk and stuff but then like we were just enjoying each other's company and like you know when you when you feel like you're around company that are so wholesome and just so like beautiful and it makes you feel so full and happy and we had Mm. so many interesting conversations like we were talking about (laughs) it was so funny we were talking about like malaysian reform policy and we're talking about random shit and then one of my friends like some of us were saying like we should abolish when we put through our rights and then he was like no i don't agree and i was like but why <laughs> and we were all yeah. laughing and he's like it's not that i don't agree i want it to happen but i'm just i feel like it won't 
And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, it's like saying to abolish capitalism. You know, we're too far gone within it to try to abolish it. And I was like, okay, I have to somewhat agree with in our ability to like move and think towards something different in capitalism. But I don't feel like Bumi Putra writes the same thing. Like that's a simple law change, you know, and a, like a policy reform. Whereas capitalism is like our whole system and institution anyway i'm gonna digress but like yeah. it was just <laughs> it was just so funny and we were all just like laughing and giggling while we were talking about it and so it was yeah it was nice to have these conversations and not it be very like you know like tension inducing or whatever um yeah so yeah it's 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 it was nice my aunt's having a diwali party in two weeks so i'm excited for that mm. just continuous nice. festivities for me yeah. How do you normally celebrate the valley if you weren't in CMCO? Like, would you just get together and visit your uncle's place in, like, a different different state? Is that it? Not that that's a bad thing, yeah. but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but the most of it is. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, even when we do celebrate Diwali here, like, we don't really do much. It's really just, like, going down to my uncle's place like having food there and just like you know being with family like catching up with the cousins like mm-hmm. you know like the highlight is always seeing your cousins yes. right so, like <laughs> chilling and like enjoying um it's that and then I think it's food and then I think it's the rest of the family <laughs> I joke I kid um no but it's always nice to just be surrounded by family um yeah we don't really do any um or at least from what I remember we don't really do any big prayers it's just mm gathering and eating yeah and talking shit really is what it is um yeah so i wish we could do that but we can't so mm-hmm. but it's i soon enough um i was gonna say something else but no i can't remember yeah and then it's just like going over to like wh- whoever's house usually i'll have like a friend who will have like it's usually just like one other friend who's like having something and and then I'll just yeah. go and say hi or whatever and chill. But, yeah, that's usually what it's like. But, like, yeah, also, for the last four years, four plus years, like, I ha- hadn't been home for Diwali. So, if I remember correctly, I hadn't been home for Diwali. So, it's always been, like, in Melbourne. Mm. And in Melbourne, like, we, I just really wouldn't really do anything. Like, we go to Nisa's place. So, Anisia, the yeah. our friend from, like, the, the last episode, like, we'd always go over to her place because she'd have, like, a Diwali do, um, and that was always, like, the one thing I look forward to, because <laughs> nothing else happens <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, me too, every year, it's, I always look forward to her Diwali do, and then my aunt's one, it's, like, a staple in my every year Diwali festivities yeah. in Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, otherwise, the most we do is just, like, order Indian food in, <laughs> and let's us, sell, like, my brother and I, yeah. my brother's girlfriend, like, we just celebrate that way, Yeah. Um, and just, like, be with each other, I guess, but, but yeah, and so, yeah, it was quite weird, being home because you're so used to like having a big do when you're back home so being home and then expecting that but not being able to do that was interesting I actually had like I was a bit of a Deepavali Grinch the (laughs) night before because like the fireworks like on the eve right like oh um, yeah I got home from seeing my cousins and then like the fireworks started going off and like they weren't the usual like they didn't sound like nice fun fireworks like they were just like not very nice to hear. Interesting. And I was just like, oh my god, like, when are they gonna stop? Like, I just wanna go to sleep. I just want the day to be over. <laughs> and like, and I think cause like, I was just feeling like down in general just cause like, I, I don't know, like, I just knew that it wasn't the usual Diva Valley things, but 
But also in general, when it comes to celebrating things, like whether it's like New Year's Eve or like my birthday or and I guess now Deepa Valley, like I get really anxious for some reason because I feel like something's supposed to happen or like, mm-hmm. you know, or like or like it symbolizes like a moment of change or a moment of like um, renewal or like, yeah. a, or it's like a refresh button or something. And I always get really anxious about that. Yeah. Um, but... But yes, I was also feeling a bit of that. And that's why I was like, I don't like these fireworks. Please stop. Yeah, I used to always feel with my dogs. But apart from that, like, it was really nice. Yeah, and then then you think about all the pets and stuff. And like, yeah, I felt for my dog as well. Yeah. Yeah, Poor dogs. They really suffer when we celebrate. Yeah, (laughs) they definitely do. That's why why we stopped doing fireworks um, when I actually got dogs that often. Like, we wouldn't do the ones that go, you know, like, pew! (laughs) to to the sky we just have the like sparklers and the one that you like throw to the ground and it pops pop oh pops, my god pop pops. i, I miss love pop pops they're so oh. much fun yeah and then even yesterday yeah we got to like light sparklers which was fun it felt and it was just the smell of the sparklers i was like oh my god i feel like i'm home um, so yeah. it's like very and not just home but like your childhood from like when you were much younger as well yeah, exactly. It just reminded me of that, like, growing up. I feel that my Diwali festivities growing up were definitely a lot more... Uh, what's the word? Joyous. Not <laughs> joyous. I think it was just... <laughs> I Like, I remember them more than I do as I got older. But to be honest, yeah, so we, like, you know, we'd have sparklers. We The get new clothes was never really a thing in my family. And I actually don't mind because waste, you know. And, and also yeah. my family, what I love so much about it, which... But I also say in the last episodes that we use so many of each other's clothes, especially like traditional wear, like a lot of my mom's saris, lingas, things like that were passed down onto me. Same thing for my grand, like my grandmother mm. has a whole wardrobe of saris. Seriously, there's so much to inherit oh. there. It is like beautiful anyway. So we never really had to get new clothes. And then I think when my grandfather passed away when I was around 11, and then obviously, you know, you don't really have any big fest festivities like that for a year or so and Mm. and then after that we really just stopped doing Diwali big and it's not like it was a bad thing after that we actually just transitioned to having like dinners we just have a bunch of people over for dinner and and then it would be fun like we would all dress up obviously so so yeah it was actually really it it transitioned to something different as I got older and and after Mm. the passing away of someone so yeah, and then when I came to Melbourne, my type of Diwali shifted to I spent I spent I always spent Diwali with my aunt's family here, and and mm. then with niece and you. So, yeah, man, Diwali is like, it's it's such a joyous time, and then sometimes like this year, especially what happened like a few days ago, makes me feel really shit about the mm, people that let's don't talk about it. <laughs> people that don't get to celebrate Diwali with their family because they're in custody for no fucking reason and it's just really sad to see the police brutality that happens in your own backyard you know and it's sad and it yeah. it's infuriating and it's one of the things that 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 as people that, you know, talk about police brutality in other countries, you know, like Australia or America, and um, 
people in Malaysia, you know, they always give that criticism. Not everyone, I'm saying certain people that, you know, why do you care about these things? Yeah. These things only happen overseas. They don't happen in, like, our country. Yada, yada, yada. And then you're like, <clears throat> yes, they do. <clears throat> so Exhibit A, B, C, D, E, F. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you that don't know what Shia and I are talking about, basically on the 12th of November, a video on about the, like, Banting shooting case surface on social media and it went viral like, i was at work and then when i came out of work and like looked on instagram it was almost on all of the stories of all of my like indian malaysian friends and mm. basically it's it was about these um the video showed all these like detainees huddled together under custody and and then i think there was like another um there was like someone's wife that spoke in the video as well and basically it just talked about how these um these people, these Indian Malaysians that were detained, were detained originally in September for um, late in September for a case, and and then they were obviously found not guilty. And in Malaysia, you can only keep someone locked up for twenty four hours if and until you find something to actually charge them. And if you don't, then yeah. they get released. And they still haven't been released. And it's November, and yeah. they have and been... the court said they would be released exactly. And the Twice. court has approved their release so many times, and yet. PDRM is like, sorry, can't do that. And that's really like one of my biggest frustrations with the police force in everywhere. Like I think the way that we police people and the way that we treat criminal is treat criminals is just so ingrained in us and sometimes it's really hard to see the flip side of rehabilitation and actually knowing what mm. putting funds elsewhere would be, you know? It's just so frustrating. Yeah. It was just so maddening to see this. And honestly, I didn't watch the video. I really couldn't. I was like, I refuse to look at this, like, yeah. trauma poem. But I think it was important for a lot of other Malaysians to see that didn't believe that this was happening in their own country. Yeah. And it also, um, just on the topic of, like, general worldwide, like, police brutality and, like, you know, and the whole thing about, like, defunding the police and everything, I think it's also about, like, recognizing, acknowledging... Um, all these different situations where, for example, a social worker could have been the first responder rather than the police or, you know, a counsellor or a psychologist or, you know, like all of these other people who would better fit the situation because police aren't trained. Like if someone's having a schizophrenic episode, right, and like holding a knife, like that's not necessarily because they intend on harming someone. Maybe it is, it could be, but like, you know, you don't, like, po- the police aren't going to know how to handle that situation. Their initial thing is public safety, mm-hmm. their own safety. So, you know, that's, and that's not really how, I mean, like, yeah, that should also be how a social worker would approach the situation, but in the sense that, like, they would know what to do and how to do damage control and, like, and, like, be able to approach and talk to the person rather than try and, like, gun them down or, like, you know, use, like, like, yeah. horrible force and stuff. So... And also speaks to acknowledging the issues that exist within certain communities and why is that a thing? Like, why is it that you find this many people doing the same things or, like, this many people who are, you know, getting involved in certain activities? Like, why is that happening? And then you, when you really question it, like, it comes down to things like, you know, that are more institutionalized or that are more, like, systemic and, and you know, and it's, and it's hard, like, it's easy for us to be like, oh, yeah, but, like, you know, Indians are the ones who are 
you know, committing all the crimes and stuff. But I'm just like, but why though? Why are they committing crimes? Like, like they're, they're that desperate. Like, I don't think they want to be committing the crimes. I think that they're doing it because where else are they going to turn to? Because no, there's no money for them and they're doing what they can with what they have. And, they, you know, and more often than not, they're not getting the right education. And especially when you look at more rural areas and like, and you see that amongst all the races as well, when the more like rural you go. So it's, it's also a good time to be thinking about what are the bigger picture issues that these communities are facing and what we can actually do to help solve them. And, and another problem that comes with that is the lack of agency. There's no sense of agency. Like, who's going to do it, you know? Like, who's going to be the one to uplift these communities and help it? And, like, and there are, I'm sure there are many people who are doing it, but I can imagine that funds being like, such a limiting factor. Funds and, like, resources and manpower. Um, so, yeah. yeah, Just something to think about. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's effed. It was really... It's just... I think a lot of Malaysians, especially growing up, I really feel like we... We operated then and still do under the guise of this one Malaysia bullshit, Mm. you know? It's always just, you know, as soon as someone tries to bring up something that is, you know, that that is racial, whether it's racist or you're being racially profiled or there's any connotation that your race and the way you look may affect someone's bias and decision about you, it's always like, no, 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 no. We're, we're multicultural. We would never do that. We would never, like, profile dark-skinned Malaysians, dark-skinned Indian Malaysians. Why, why would we do that? that no. Go complete. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know, it's just, it's so annoying. And it's always just like, when you when when you come forward saying that, it's like, you know, it's like you're trying to gangu this whole situation. Like, why are you trying to start some shit when there's nothing to be started? And yeah. I think that's just us really trying to deny what is happening and what's really in place and and yeah it's you know it's it's no surprise that Indian Malaysians like bear the brunt of police brutality in Malaysia they make up seven percent of I think wait I have the stats pull up the numbers deaths of Indians in police custody make up 20% of reported custod- 23% of reported custodial deaths even though they we only make up 7% of the population. Mm. So like the fuck, you know? And it's like it's 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 you're like you said it's institutional and it's systemic. Like 40% of people like children you see on the street begging for food are from Indian background. 54%, and this is, like, more than half of Indian people are, like, laborers, like, hard laborers. They work on plantations as, like, laborers, and most of the time they, like, get paid below the wage mm. they deserve, you know? And it's, and it's like, it's it's really just, and, like, don't even get me started on the discrimination that Indian Malaysians face in the property market in Malaysia when mm. trying to rent housing yeah. and like buy housing like only Chinese tenants only Malay tenants <laughs> and yeah and it's just like what the hell man it's it's really there's so much to unpack here and this is like one of the many 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 issues that Malaysians need to realize and so many of our systems are so like it's the little things you know for example 
there is no public holiday for Deepavali in East Malaysia. I think mm-hmm. in Sarawak, there's no public holiday um, for Deepavali. And it's like, you know, we get so long for Raya. We get we get ra- two weeks for Raya. Like in school, I remember we used to get two weeks for Raya, two weeks for Chinese New Year, and then only one week for Deepavali. And I used to be like, what the hell? What about me, man? What don't I, what don't I get to go on a long holiday for Diwali? <laughs> like, what don't I get to go and see my yeah. fam? You know, like, it's so... It's just, like... It's really interesting. Like, it's in the tiny, tiny things yeah. that that really show how much we place value on certain people within our country. Yeah. So, you didn't hear that from me. But you did hear that from me. <laughs> I said what I said. But, like, you're saying <laughs> facts that are just known also. Yeah. So, it's like... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to talk about identity and like, you know, the Indian culture and everything and and I guess this is more of like a personal thing, but like sometimes I feel like I'm not Indian enough. Like I feel like I'm quite whitewashed in a lot of ways. Like Okay. Um and it's like I can't even speak Tamil. Like I can understand a little bit of Tamil, but I can't really speak it. I can say certain words, but I don't know how to yes. have a conversation with someone. I could probably pass to like order food, but like, but like that's about it. And it's <laughs> and it's something that I've just like always wanted to do. And I'm supposed to like um, work on it with a friend. Like she's gonna help me learn Tamil. So like hopefully, um, y'all can see my progress and my journey with that. But. Um, yeah, and it's just, like, there's certain things, like, you know how I never really watched Bollywood movies or, like, Tamil movies or, like, you know, and it's... And there's just, like, a whole chunk of, like, these common, common... um, Whether it's experiences or things you've been exposed to, whether it's movies or songs or whatever, that I feel a lot of other people share, but I don't. And every time I am exposed mm-hmm. to this stuff, it's, like, more often than not at someone's wedding when they're playing, like, um, I don't know, like, London to Makita or, like... Palama Pichikari or something. I don't know. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, oh yeah, like I know this tune, but like I never watched any of the movies. You know what I mean? And Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I'm just caught in the middle because like I'm not like Indian enough and like and I don't even know like whether the other side of the extreme is just being like super whitewashed. Especially because like I was like, you know, Melbourne, like, okay, I was only in Melbourne for like four and a half years. But I feel like I was pretty whitewashed before that anyway, before I even left. Like, because I just never got into a lot of it. Like, I really want to now, like, certain things. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it was just interesting. And it also reminded me of, like, um, how Malaysians were, like, going nuts about, like, Kamala Harris being... Um, elected VP and stuff and how they were really excited by it. Yeah. <laughs> you see Lama's reaction. Girl. <laughs> like you had Girl. you had oh you had God. a lot of people who were really either really excited about it or just really were like, oh calm down. Like um her name's just Kamala. Like that's it. There's nothing more to it. Like she's never been to India. She doesn't listen to Tamil songs. She doesn't do she never did Bharatanatyam or whatever. Like she's she's not like she's not like Indian, you know what I mean? And I was just like, Hello. If you're talking about like if that's your benchmark for someone who's like Indian or Tamil or whatever, that makes me not Tamil either. And I imagine there'll be so many other people who are like us who just like like, it just so happened and that's not what we were exposed to or that's not what we grew up with or that's not what we took interest in or what we wanted to do. Like, it doesn't make us any less 
proud or any less like like we're not acknowledging our culture and like you know who we are and our roots like it doesn't it doesn't mean that at all you know and i just thought it was I so stupid that we would read into it that much and like be like oh like black sex is not even like and also like i i didn't, can't really fact check a lot of it but i know for a fact that she has been to india not that it matters anyway or not that it's important but she actually has been to india i think people like to gatekeep for their identities and you know mm. it's it's like yeah like you said they want to gatekeep what that means to be indian like kamala but there you can't you really can't because when you start to gatekeep and when you start to put what it means to be indian or south asian into a box then you actually um ostracize a lot of people that are grappling between different identities that they were raised with you know um and and i think that's yeah. one of the most like really the beauty of as we you know as time goes by and we have more interracial marriages more interreligious marriages just you know we get to travel more which means mm. we get to meet different people and you know you may yeah have like like i had a i met someone yesterday that was punjabi kenyan and i know malaysians that are malaysian punjabi but the thing is is that you know you're mm. not indian because you listen to indian music and like what the fuck is indian music anyway like there's bollywood there's tollywood there's this is just it's like there's sufi music like they all fall under the bubble so you can't do all and not every every yeah. every indian girl is going to do bhadanatyam i got tricked into doing bhadanatyam all right yeah uh, my grandmother told me it was I a bollywood <laughs> my grandmother told <laughs> me it was, was a bollywood class and i was like hell yeah let me look like karina kapoor i'm into that and then I went and I was like this is like harsh reality like glass shattered. Anyway, I was very miserable for the longest time because I really felt very like on the outer group just because I didn't speak Tamil and a lot of the language that you use in Bharatanatyam is Tamil is mm. like obviously the theory of it is Sanskrit but a lot of the language and the songs even that you dance to are Tamil, Telugu, you know sometimes malayali like it's and so i you know i didn't hear any songs in nepali i was like no songs in hindi and i was like ah. and yeah. and and that's and that's no fault <laughs> of anyone it's just and the thing is my family had both like my mother tongue technically are tamil and nepali but i only ended up picking up nepali more because my mom's side spoke english more than they spoke tamil because my grandmother you know grew up in convent schools and stuff mm. but my dad's parents spoke um Nepali to me as yeah. a kid. So I had that growing up. So it's just really different upbringings and I think we just gate gatekeeping our identities is bullshit. And I also just yeah. think like people going crazy for Kamala like <laughs> I got some thoughts about that but we're not going to get into it today. We're doing another episode about this. So stay tuned for that episode. Yeah. It's going to be a whole episode on Anti-Kamala. <laughs> yeah, so I just don't think and well, you know, people are very quick to also celebrate her, you know, South Asian roots, but then also forget to acknowledge that she's black. Mm. She's like, you know, she's yeah. half black. She's also South Asian. Um, that's her background, and you know, and you know, you don't also acknowledge that her mother was also from an upper caste um, society. So it's just like there's so many things that play into identity, and um, yeah, the Kamala Harris situation is all. <laughs> An interesting one. It's a it's a fair bit to unpack. Yeah, but you yeah. but you definitely won't see me like 
idolizing and glamorizing fucking politicians like they are meant mm. to serve me and i think that's like <laughs> gonna be the downfall of us when we really start to do that we don't really do that a lot in malaysia because <laughs> please tell me who do i glamorize and idolize in malaysian politics um, miss me with that bullshit okay <laughs> but <laughs> So I think when when like we latch on to these figures that are outside our country to I don't know feel some semblance of progress or whatever, but we're, we're not really. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's Shy and I's thoughts. Stay tuned for some more episodes about Auntie Kamala, and we've got some really fun ones planned with a few guests. So yeah. I'm really excited to. Yeah, I'm really excited to record it. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. You can follow us at Auntie Please on Instagram. Shaya is at, at Shaya5, and I am Natasha J. Lama. We will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>